Let's take a look at the scorecard here on KLMJ for today. I'm Dwayne Karstens reporting. And uh, college volleyball uh, did have one local matchup, a high battle of Highway 65, as it was Nyack traveling down to Ellsworth in Iowa Falls. And ECC having a good season. The Panthers sweep the Trojans 25-8, 25-16, 25-20. Ellsworth is now 16-2 in volleyball. And Nyack falls to 8-8 eight eight on the season. And one other score here in uh, women's college soccer. Nyack was on the road at Southeastern. The Nyack Trojans do win there on the road in women's soccer 2-1 over Southeastern yesterday. Well, Radio Iowa has released its week four football rankings. An eight-player, the top three are Gladbrook, Rhinebeck, Winfield Mountain Union, and Cam. Don Bosco is seventh. The top three Class A teams are Linville Sully and Woodbury Central. And West Hancock is sixth. Grundy Center still number one in the uh, Class 1A Radio Iowa pool. Class 2A sees Van Meter number one. 3A, Williamsburg is number one. Webster City is rated third. Nevada is sixth. Clear Lake is 8th. Hampton Dumont Cal, we mentioned yesterday, cracking, cracking the rankings at number 9 for this week. The Applington Parkersburg football team had a new look in last week's game against South Harden. The Falcons switched from their traditional wing tee to a shotgun with at least two wide receivers. Head coach Alex Pollock says the new look was not planned during the offseason, and the switch was made out of necessity due to personnel availability and skills. It was kind of out of necessity. We didn't have any healthy tight ends on our roster at the moment. Our traditional wing back position, it wasn't working out so far. So we were kind of forced to make changes and we made some drastic changes just to fit our skill set a little bit better and also put a little bit more on our quarterback. Gavin Thomas is a kid that can handle those types of decisions. As things got, went moving along, getting confidence, he was that guy. He looked like he had been running that offense for years by the time the third quarter rolled around. So it's something that, like I said, something that we had to do, but ultimately, you know, we're always going to want to run the football. And by the time the second half rolled around, we did. And just fun to see all those, all that hard work, all those sleepless nights really pay off and to see our kids start believing in what we were doing. In the 35-26 win over South Harden, the Falcons rushed for 210 yards and four scores. Quarterback Gavin Thomas was 14 of 25 passing, season highs for both completions and attempts. Thomas also rushed for 113 yards and a score. Nick Neuroth, Caleb Campbell, and Gabe Mostek and Will Hodges each caught passes in the New Look offense. The Falcons will take that offense and begin district play by hosting number two MFL Marmack on Friday in Parkersburg. Turning to college football, Iowa State tight end Easton Dean says the first road game of the season is always challenging. The Cyclones take a one-and-one record into Saturday's game at Ohio. Yeah, definitely for like a young roster too, like going to a road game, everyone's going to be a new experience. In the yeah, definitely for like a young roster too, like going to a road game, everyone's going to be a new experience on the road to like helping young guys and making sure everything, like everyone stays focused and not like get distracted from the travel and all the adversity from traveling. So that's going to be huge for us. Dean says as a former coach at Toledo, Matt Campbell knows what kind of opportunity Ohio will view this as, as a chance to host a Power 5 team. He's definitely mentioned today, like, <laughs> how big it is for, like, a Mac team. You know, he came from Mac, so, like, he understands, like, how big it is going to a Mac game playing at their place. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be huge for us and a big, big step forward for our program. Dean says despite struggling in the loss to Iowa, the offense is making strides under redshirt freshman quarterback Rocco Bett. Rocco's really stepped up you know he's kind of a he's young but he's 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 been here like he was an early enrollee so like he's been here a long time so like he's kind of like he's looked at like not young but he's like he's not experienced but he's got some like wisdom and you know he knows the offense really well and, and he can operate really well and 
do what you need to do for us. Ohio coach Tim Albin says their offense will need to find a way to solve Iowa State's defensive front this week. The Bobcats are 2-1 and one heading into the home game against the Cyclones. They're number one in every category in the Big 12. Every, every category except, you know, every meaningful category. They're number one on defense. Uh, we'll be challenged on offense. And um, they're physical, 3-3-5. Three, three, it's a different scheme, uh, big and strong. Um, and their scheme is difficult. Alvin says the Cyclones are consistently the best defense in the Big 12 and says the Bobcats need to eliminate turnovers. They have committed eight turnovers in their first three games. You may have. We can't have them. I think we had four of their last year in Ames. No way you're going to win a game. Um, so I, that, that is the, the number one priority right now is the turnover piece. Iowa State beat Ohio 43-10 to last year in Ames. The game kicks off this year at 11 a.m., and again, that will be on 104.9 KLMJ. The Iowa Hawkeyes are heavily favored, but they say they are not taking Western Michigan lightly as they get ready for their Saturday game. The Broncos are 2-1 and one against Kirk Ferentz, coached Iowa teams. Senior defensive end Joe Evans. Every opponent that we play um, forces uh, us for, you know, it's, it's going to challenge us as a defense and challenge us as a team. So never, ever are we going to look at an opponent and say, like, oh, this is an easy game. That's that's not how we do things. But um, like I said, just being one and two against this team is obviously a little bit fuel to the fire. Middle linebacker Jay Higgins on what they expect to see from Western. A little bit of from the Utah State and what we saw at Iowa State. Um, they got some tempo, um, but I feel like we handled the tempo well against Utah State. I mean, those guys were going pretty fast, and um, I feel like our communication was handled well. And Western Michigan is 1-1 one one after a 48-7 loss at Syracuse. You know, they got a new coaching staff, and uh, they did really well week one. Um, and we, you know, we respect all our opponents, so knowing that uh, any offense we can play, how they can hurt us. So, you know, we're, they're going to get our best game. We're going to come prepared as usual. Hawkeye linebacker Nick Jackson says they're preparing for a tough game. You play college football, especially in this day and age, I think anyone can beat you. And I think right now Western Michigan presents a lot of challenges for us already defensively. So we're dialed in and watching film every single day on them and trying to get ready for that game. And kickoff for the Hawkeyes against Western Michigan, 2.30 p.m. Back to some local sports with the Belmont Clemmy CGD, Clarksville, Hampton Dumont-Cal, North Butler, and West Fork cross-country teams are competing up in Clear Lake this afternoon for an invitational. The Broncos entered the meet after competing at the West Fork invite on Monday. The girls uh, In the girls' 5K, sophomore Lila Swenson finished 7th place in 24 minutes, 18 seconds. And the boys' 5K junior Christopher Greenfield finished 5th in 18 minutes, 56 seconds. The the Bulldogs enter the meet after competing at the Belmont Clement Invite on September 5th. And the girls 5K, senior Lydia Moss finished in fourth place in that meet, 21 minutes, 56 seconds. And the boys 5K in the last competition, Connor Miller for the Bulldogs was 39th to lead at the pack. The Bearcats' last competition was at the Osage meet on Tuesday. In the girls meet, North Butler freshman Addison Volker finished third, 19 minutes, 54 seconds. In the boys' side, the Bearcats finished sixth as a team and seventh with uh, or sixth and seventh individually, that is, with Ezra Amelin with 17 minutes, 45 seconds and Traeger Pakey in 18 minutes flat. The Warhawks recently hosted a meet on Monday as mentioned in that girls race freshman Evelyn Heitzusen finished in second place 22 minutes 27 seconds in the boys race junior Xavier Baptiste was uh, third 18 minutes and 18 seconds. Indians of Clarksville had two meets of the season. Their first two meets were canceled actually and this is their first competition of the year and the meet begins at five o'clock today in Clear Lake. Another invitational a classic 
Classic, Rich Angle Classic at Cedar Falls involves the Dighton, Hartford, and Grundy Center cross-country teams. Volleyball today, not a lot going on on this Thursday. One matchup that we know about is Claring Goldfield Bows. They're hosting Fort Dodge St. Edmund this evening. And in college volleyball, the Cardinal and Gold Challenge at Iowa State. Drake takes on Ohio at 4 o'clock, followed by Iowa State against UC Santa Barbara at 6.30. UNI is hosting a tournament, and they play North Dakota this evening at 7 o'clock. Women's College Soccer, Iowa State is hosting Oklahoma State this afternoon. That starts at 5 o'clock, and there is more um, There's more uh, minor league baseball. The Iowa Cubs have that series, the whole last home series of their season. A noon day game again for the Cubs against the St. Paul Saints. That's going to do it for Radio on the Go Sports for this Thursday.